Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, these days, promoting your new album doesn't just mean getting people like me or anybody else, in fact, to talk about it on the radio. No, indeed, artists are being much more inventive, from hiring graffiti artists to hiding USBs with new music all around the world for fans to find. I kid you not. Just this week, British rapper Slothai promoted his new album by live-streaming himself from inside a room built out of two-way mirrors for a full 24 hours. So here to talk us through some of the weird and novel music promotion styles over the years is Simon Marr from 8 Radio. Simon, you do be very welcome. Thanks very much, Dave. Now, what artists have found that you've, like, you know, that, that have impressed you, if you like? Well, I went... Intri- intriguing ways? This, no, I went searching around for these to see what it was because it, like, there was very, very simple times where you would... And the idea, original release, was that when you release your single, that was to be your tease of your album. And then they figured, no, you got to do something yeah. else that's a little bit so fancy. So you're talking about plugging albums here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. there's... So, but it can be and this can be anything but there was one of my favourites and I thought I'd bring this one up first because there's a Dave story in here as well because it was U2 and uh, when they were releasing Pop and uh, yeah, there was always there was always stories around YouTube and oh somebody's after hearing some of the new songs because they left the window open in the recording studio or the laptop was left in the taxi I always remember those or, ones yeah, or, and it's, a, it's a real shame we have to capture it all because you know why the edge is on fire <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but one of the one of the most famous I suppose was around discotheque and uh, Discotheque was being was released. was the single taken from yeah. the pop album. Yeah, so yeah. probably late 96, I think. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the you, single would be before Yeah, that, so yeah. You, you were getting the very, very early release of it, but, but a Hungarian man, what? somehow a Hungarian man, <laughs> found a clip of this and it got played out online. The and full of, track, and oh of, my God. And of course, I think that was... <laughs> of course, the record label were shocked and said they would definitely look into this, but it was always a great way of doing it and it got, it got people talking about it and it was a great way to launch an album and in fairness, to you two they have been masters of this yeah, by the way I made a mistake doing that once um, what do you call it I'm losing my religion from R.E.M. Yeah. and I got this tape from the band or from something so obviously don't play it on the radio but they didn't even say that so I just played it on the radio so, ah, three weeks before America or something you know and at the time they were kind of a hot band well they were really one of the best and biggest yeah anyway go on what else you so there it is uh, it's something much more contemporary now is Wolf Alice I'm quite the fan of Wolf Alice I have right, to say yeah. and they were trying to find a way what could they do to get their new uh, visions of life was to be the album so what they did was in order to tease the album they went down the route of postcards which I think is a kind of a nice way to do it but to personalise it they got uh, Ellie lead singer of the band she went around and she took pictures whether they were landscapes or there was the manager playing in the sea any of that sort of stuff and they distributed these and they sent them out to all their fans with like Who Hurt You Sad Boy which are obviously song titles and song lyrics that they had from the album and they sent these out to fans creates the buzz released the album everybody's happy Hold on a second. This is the days of social media, definitely. But it's postcards you're saying. Yeah, but see, and they sent them out with a stamp. Yeah, but there's nothing and better like, to fans. Which there must be millions of fans. See, that's the thing. I think you just pick. The idea is that you go and you pick them at random. Oh, right. You pick a bunch of, and there's a few of these now where people have gotten stuff. But I think there is nothing like you can do all your social media campaigns. But I think for the Wolf Alice one, there's nothing like getting something in the post. Absolutely. There's something a little bit special about it. So answers I, on a stamped address envelope. <laughs> so yeah. I, so I like that. I like that. Uh, Paris uh, decided that what the best thing that they could do to announce their new album was that uh, they would announce that they were going to be dead 
So they. So <laughs> who's Paris? Should I know them? Yeah. Uh, mid. Oh, I was going to say mid two thousand and tens. There okay. or thereabouts uh, from Massachusetts, kind of a rock trio. Well, it didn't they, work they on were, me. They were mad clever because <laughs> rather than writing Paris, they wrote P V or I S, and that's sort of a way that that, that bands do nowadays. They do. So that's oh. where they got. So they shared a funeral notice with yeah. uh, R I P, gone but not forgotten, all of that stuff. Black envelopes. Again, we're back to a physical thing that you put in people's hands. But it was you a know. joke. They were alive. It was it was joked about when, when you open the envelope instead of getting the the death notice, you got details of the brand new Paris oh, app, okay. right? Yeah. So that's so you'll start to see the pattern as it emerges here of what bands are up to, like you know, a band like Creeper. So Creeper is sort of probably on the punkier side of things, and they decided they they wanted to do something paranormal, so they were fitting in as well, and they kind of thought, oh, we can do this. So they came up with a character. They came up with a character called James Scythe, and James Scythe went missing in. Southampton and James Side before he went missing he released podcasts and he left notes around the place he, for a man who was disappearing he left a huge trail of stuff but if you followed all of this stuff you got yourself to the new group. but if you were a fan of the band would you have to be told to follow all of them? I think guy? you do I think you have to yeah. lead people along but I think the trick is you have to have something that the fans will pick up on because if they don't care then you are really really wasting was he found he, he was in the end <laughs> He was found with a copy of Creepers oh, uh, in his hand. Uh, Kasabian, yeah. you know, and this this is one that I always wonder about is when you get to a point as a band, do you start to run out of steam a bit and decide, yeah, we're going to have to do something. Do we have to do something madder and madder every time? Or do we just have to try and do something clever? And everybody talks about that horrible fa- they phase. Do a beam of, or the yeah, murals or yeah, something. The murals, which we're going to get on to now, is that, mm. but you've got to do something that, you, as I say, that captures your fans' imagination, but also something that's vaguely achievable. So what they did was they painted the outside of a shop. So they decided we go to London and paint the outside of the shop. People oh, yeah. were going, but it was, it was a friend's shop. Yeah, there's those like. lads from Kasabian, and they painted the shop pink, and then they painted forty eight thirteen. Oh, on the, that was uh, the name on, of the album. Yeah, on the shop. And that, was, that was the length of time there was music on the album. Yeah, and that's the, the thing. Yeah. yeah, so that's 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 what they did, that. and uh, it would seem to work for them because it got them. I think they played the year that that was released. I think they played Reading and Leeds, so they they managed to get something out of this. And again, it's a fairly simple execution because people were going past, going, "There's those two. That's but they might have managed to get something without even having to do that. Well, maybe so. Yes, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Aphex Twin. So you could, when you go Kasabian and then you go Aphex Twin. Two slightly, slightly different bands. Uh, but Aphex Twin hadn't released anything for I best part of 10 years. We're still mid-2010s here. Right. Uh, hadn't released anything for a long time. But uh, they decided then that they would put up, or he decided, that they'd put up a blimp a green blimp and people say, oh, what's going on here? I don't get to see this. But eventually out of this came a code But and they tweeted out a link. So we're now into early days of social media, tweeted out a link, but the link would only work if you put it into Tor, which for those who don't know is, a, is an internet browser that people use for the dark web. And uh, but it wouldn't work in your Internet Explorer or your Chrome or whatever it was. You had to have this slightly underground tour as well. And if you got that, then you got the artwork, the track list and a musical sampler. Aha, so sort of like if one person does it and says, no, it's something about Aphex Twin, I've never heard of them, it doesn't mean anything. The, the, the Aphex Twin people say, what? Tell me about it and I'll do it. Exactly, mm. exactly. That's what you're at. Uh, Vampire Weekend, simple version, and I think this is one that's been done a whole load of times, but is actually done quite well. They just put a classified ad. So they went to the, the, the New York Times and they put in an ad with uh, Modern Vampires of the City, May 7th, 2013. 
Right, but did, did, did Vampire Weekend fans know that was going to be the title of the album? Well, let's see, they tweeted out then, uh, and this is, uh, maybe this, I don't know if this ruins the surprise, but they tweeted out a thing saying, uh, check the New York Times classifieds. Ah, lads. Yeah, you know, it's just, so it's not very secret, <laughs> no. but they're all looking for that dreaded word. They want everything to go viral. Right. You know, but yeah. it worked for them. Yeah. It worked for It'd them. Be like, exclusive you know? to the fans. You see, that's the thing. And I think in fairness to bands, an awful lot of the time, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do something that's special for the fans, yeah. not just because the fans or ambassadors but because it's it's kind of it's a nice thing to do for them okay yeah. uh, Arcade Fire Arcade Fire kind of went they got the paint cans out as well so this would have been for Reflector you know oh, yeah. uh, so everybody saw the Reflectors and they, they were, did a kind of a, a what do you call it what's the word for it a Batman kind of thing mm. yeah they did so they, they did the, the, the spray paint they did the shining lights oh. and they did the thing that somebody else would be able to identify how you do it but you know when you put the stencil on, on concrete and you spray it with water or whatever and then it appears that it's on the green. It's like a watermark on the on the path. So they did all of that stuff again, but just with the word reflector with a K on it. Right. And that's why that's how they that's how they launched that particular album. And uh, a not particularly subtle version of doing it, but it worked very, very well for them. Uh, Boards of Canada, who I oh, yeah. never ever knew were Scottish yeah they were Scottish Ed, band, yeah. one of these things was that confused me endlessly was the radio head that was said that we're, we're listening to a lot of Boards of Canada now for the Amnesia album yeah. and all that yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Bo- Boards of Canada a band that I like a lot and they were trying to come up with a way of releasing their album uh, and they uh, they put out some records on Record Store Day great way of doing things great way of teasing anything it's also a great way of getting huge margin on whatever back catalogue that you have but in their case this was like well we're releasing a a record that you will only be able to buy at record store day but some some of the copies of the record when you put the the needle down on the groove they played a code right so they didn't play the song they played a code but one code wasn't enough so you needed to have a bunch of these codes and where else did you so get codes the, you got it then from all the fan forums they'd say oh, oh, what did the codes open I've got one, two, two three, four, five, unleash. six, so whatever it was but if you went then to the band's website and you put in all the correct codes then you got the new album ah lads yeah I know. <laughs> it's quite involved some of these like they've, they've put proper proper serious work so you can be one well. up on your friends I know you're a fan of Boards of Canada like I am but I got the album exactly I've the code and you oh, don't lads. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank Ocean decided to get and this is like almost like slow tie with the two with the mirrors and all that sort of carry on of the sitting around and it being a long period of time while somebody does something well Frank Ocean decided what he was going to do uh, was he was going to build some stairs so there was a, a webcam or oh, a, yeah. Where, um, he was yeah. the guy who built stairs to nowhere. The stairs to nowhere. But yeah. he's, he spent it took 24 hours yeah, or a week or something. He spent days and days build, yeah. building these stairs and everybody was watching kind of go, geez, what's going to happen? Is he going to get to the top and then he'll open a door and then there'll be something amazing in it. But eventually the stairs just went nowhere and he stopped. And then he released a sort of an album of visuals. And then the next day, I think it was within 24 hours then, he released Blonde then the day after that as well. But it didn't work. I mean, I don't know Blonde, but I do know the stairs. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So there's something. There's something of that 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 has a resonance, at Mm. least anyway. And apparently, I talked to a friend of mine about this last night. Apparently, his stairs weren't bad. (laughs) <laughs> as, as apparently something is very tricky in carpentry like it's some sort of stairway to heaven it just went yeah. up and up and up and yeah. then nothing stairs to nowhere stairs yeah. to nowhere uh, Marilyn Manson 
so Mar- Marilyn Manson was uh, releasing We Know Where You Flip and Live and oh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he, he, he sent some to people's houses this was the thing so he sent scary. out I think it was 25 again this is big big investment of these 25,000 of these and it was essentially postcards with We Know Where You Live but there was a zoomed I'm guessing we're in the days of the uh, uh, Google satellite view you know but it would be a zoomed in view of your house and that's what you got you know and it turns out to be that it was there to promote the single but he said people said oh my goodness that's really really scary but obviously he came back and said but these are fans oh, of Marilyn so he Manson was just able to use Google Earth or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't actually go around I'm guessing he didn't actually go around to people's right. houses and yeah. check but that was uh, that was Marilyn Manson um, Daft Punk Daft Punk went down the road of doing loads of them so they wanted to do when they were releasing random uh, random access memories. You know, they said we'll do a whole load of different things. So they were on Saturday Night Live for fifteen seconds or whatever it was. They uh, mm. they went and they played a farm show in Australia where they turned up where it so happened that somebody was there with a camcorder. So you got the shaky Blair Witch Project style uh, uh, camera footage as well. Uh, they did a they did an ad as well. They appeared very very briefly at Coachella. All of those things through all of the toys at Random Access Memories. So in other words, that kind of thing will give you publicity. It'll give you a headline. Here's the thing, Dave. I think that kind of thing will give you publicity and gave you a headline in 2013, maybe. Which is 100 years ago. Yes. Yeah. I, I am not I'm not sure that it works now. I long for the simpler days of U2 and discotheque, you know, and the pop thing. And yeah, I, but if a thousand bands play Coachella and says like, you know, Daft Plunk, uh, Daft Plunk, <laughs> Daft Punk play Coachella for a 15 seconds that's the kind of thing that does stand out well yeah if, yeah, if nothing else, it's very tick you know you put it into a TikTok yeah. you know now at this stage or even squish it into a tweet or whatever but I still I have to say I love the days of the open window in the recording studio and I love one of my favourite ones is uh, The Cure but this is this must be this is 1990 so uh, 1990 must be two or three years ago now at this stage but when The Cure released uh, Mixed Up they went and they put on a pirate radio station in London specifically for the night to play out Mixed Up which is their remix album that has uh, 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 Never Enough and the remix is Close to Me and all that stuff on it but they put on a radio station specifically for one night only told sort of 10 absolutely devoted Cure fans who spread the word then in the the pre-social media days and if you tuned in for those two hours you got the band themselves playing out the remix album Aha, uh-huh. okay, right, because uh, you remember when Bjork and people used to go in the back of a truck and go down Fifth Avenue in New York and yeah. stuff, you know? That's kind of old-fashioned, <laughs> it, But see, this is the thing, that's what it is now, but I still think that there's a real value in doing things like that because they're they're very, very visible. You know, they're visible and they work well. Right, indeed. you got to stand out, says you. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. on, Simon. What, what, what's happening in your world? I know all is good. All is That's good. The good. radio, the radio world is good. Music is good, and uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> as in eight radio. Simon Mark, good man, Simon. Thank you. Thank you. Dave Fanning on Two FM.